Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, we're breaking down episode 17 of season 2, Aruba. Marty and Doc have to go back to 1955 Hill Valley to stop Biff with a sports almanac. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. It's the, the Legends have to go back to 1916 to get the Spirit Destiny. We're going to talk about that and maybe shed a few tears. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You come for Legends of Tomorrow Talk, but you're staying around for the dance. There you go. Welcome to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, breaking down every episode of Season 2. Every Tuesday, on where well, I actually started off on Thursday, but moved to Tuesday on the CW. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's not get into some Good. at let's this get point. Into the whole yeah, history. Not yeah. See, it all started off in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Oh, I'm Dave Child. You can find me at Mr. Dave Child or DaveChild.com or just look for Dave Child. That's that's fine. I'm I'm there. I'm on the internet. I'm Dave Child, but I'm now I'm here to talk to you about Legends of Tomorrow. And ooh boy. Am I excited? But I'm also a little sad, because this is the season finale. And that's super sad. And 17 episodes. That's a weird That's a weird number. It's a weird number. Can't but even get a tattoo. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> 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 well, I think we've heard Dave Child enough times, but there are two other hosts, but we're not as interesting as Dave Child. <laughs> But yeah, I'm Lucrece Lyon, guys. I'm Dave Child. (laughs) You could always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And I am Lex Michael, freshly released from my ward in the Swiss Alps for your viewing and listening acceptance. And I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. I dare say it's pleasure. Not acceptance, but pleasure Uh, listening to you. I'm going to err on the side of... I will not. Mm-hmm. I, and you know, we have not given enough shout-outs to our resident Gideon that's, that's steered the ship so well and kept us on course throughout this entire season. Mm-hmm. Let's give it up for Neil. Neil! Yes! Neil! There you go. And as always, folks, even though the show's coming to an end, you can still like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. You did so well keeping Lex Michael alive, but you realize it is a long, long hiatus. Right. I mean, uh, October is very far away. And, you know, Lex Michael, there's many things that could happen to Lex Michael between now and then. We need him at his optimum best. I've already got a list of things that could yeah. potentially happen to me between now So and He then. needs to store up those likes and, and um, five-star reviews in his cheeks like a, like a, like a squirrel. Yes. <laughs> we need him for the long <laughs> hibernation. I've got to be sustained. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel and, of course... Lucretia's a resident oracle. She's got the chat up and running. I'm sure all you folks are in there chatting away, sharing your thoughts and everything. Yeah. Uh, and we have one last opportunity. Uh, Twitter was a buzz today, guys. I think it was trending. Ooh, yeah. Top topic there that people were Ooh, finally receiving topic. Dave's was, doodles. They finally yeah. found their homes. Yes. Yeah. It was Pepsi and me. Those were the big <laughs> hot topics for today. 
And people are receiving their doodles all the way up in Canada and in other places. Uh, and I'm happy to send this last doodle. And also I'm going to say um, there is another doodle that was not accepted for the episode of Turncoat. Whoever won Turncoat did not contact me. So I'm going to say if you want that, um, I'm going to first we'll have the hashtag battle for today. Whoever has the best one will get today's Aruba Doodle. Aruba Doodle. If they want it. But if you want to tweet to me for the next two days an additional hashtag for the season, I'm going to choose one and send that turncoat edition to you. And this is for the listeners and the watchers who don't get to watch us live because we're on pretty late at night. And one person tweeted at us that was like, oh, I wish I could play. And other people said, please stop playing this game. (laughs) So I'm listening to that one person over the many and saying, okay, the people that are listening on online later, just send it to at Mr. Dave Child. Follow me, I guess, you know, if you're going to do it. But send it to at Mr. Dave Child and I'll choose the one that I like and I'll send you one. Look at that. See, okay, Mr. Dave Child always giving back to the fans. Yeah, I'm just the best. Look at that he is. And you know what? Some of the people were also mentioning that the the, po- the, the postage that was used to deliver mm-hmm. those fantastic doodles. A nice little Batman stamp. A little Batman stamp. Yeah. You'll get a Batman stamp. I'm running out of Batman stamps, but I think I have enough for these last couple of doodles. So what you're saying is, act now. Act now. If you want your Batman stamps, Aruba Doodle. Aruba Doodle. <laughs> if you want that Aruba Doodle with a Batman on it. Ooh. All right, so 17 episodes, and before you start breaking down, uh, just overall, were you guys satisfied with the way that the season wrapped up? Oh, this was the funnest episode. I don't think there's been a better episode of Legends of Tomorrow. I think this has been great. You may be right. Okay, so here here's the thought that I was having. I wasn't here to talk about the penultimate episode with oh, you guys right. last week. Yeah. I was, uh, as mentioned, yes. ad nauseum in a, a chalet in the Alps <laughs> recuperating. Yeah, we get it. You've been to the Alps. Jeez. The Alps are so dope, you guys. But um, so I had a thought last week, and it was fully sustained throughout the episode this week, which is which is thus. It, it follows thusly. Lucretia, you have been maintaining all season that Legends of Tomorrow across the CWDC-verse is, in your words, correct me if I'm wrong, the best one. I, I would say so, yes. And all season, I've been going, I love this show. <laughs> I love this show, but I love these other shows so much, and it's really hard for me to make that that leap. Last week to this week, I finally started going, Lucretia might be onto something. And by the end of this episode tonight, I think they actually squeaked it out for me. I think this actually, for this squeaked season... It. Squeaked it! Ooh, they squeaked it! I think... It. I think this might be. We'll see how the rest of this the shows play out. They have a, a what five more episodes apiece. Right. This is going to be hard to top for me. I think this. Uh, I think this. This season's been amazing just because it's been a very good arc and one storyline. I think the other shows they tend to kind of run out of steam with storylines, so they all of a sudden like a new big bad starts to pop up halfway through the season. And they have to, like, kind of change. And it feels like two seasons in one. But this one, maybe it's because it's such a short season. Because it's only 17 episodes. It feels like beginning to end. It feels like it had a strong arc. It knew where it's going. And I I just... This final episode, compared to the final episode of last season, I was so much happier. Just because... Yeah, there's weird timey-wimey stuff. But they explain it. 
in their like just made up logic and that's enough for me and it makes more sense than we have to be in three separate time eras at the same time which I'm still <laughs> hung up on uh, but this was much nicer where they have to like okay they have to break that rule of time travel that they've been keeping for the last two seasons of not crossing each other and we get to see what happens and why that might be such a bad thing and I, I like that I like it had a strong it the rules were stronger and the momentum of the story was stronger this whole season, so they've kept that till the final. And episode. that that was to me is I found myself I really enjoy all of the shows on the CW, but to me Legends was the one I look most forward to, and it's not just because I get to share it with this lovely panel. Emotions make me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's such a fun show, and this season really you know, sort of address Frank's beefs with it last season. Yeah. Yes. And I think that, to me, this is the most, you know, put together of the shows right now. And a lot of it is because some of them are maybe in their sophomore slump or they're getting to different points. But, I mean, to me, they've all been great this season. But Legends just stands out as being the most fun. You've got the Legion of Doom, and they're all your favorite characters from the other shows. And that's what Legends is. It's a combination of everybody you like from the other shows. So what's not to like? Especially when they do fun little 70s travel. Well, and it's so crazy to think if you go back, and it was only five years ago when Arrow premiered, the backbone of this entire universe, they were very set on not going crazy comic booky. Yeah. It wasn't going to be a super-powered universe. It was going to be Oliver Queen being real grumpy with a bow and arrow, and that was going to be... Sam and Ladders. And every that... day, Sam and Ladders. <laughs> Sam and Ladders. Every day. And that was going to be it. And now cut to just a handful of years later, and we're getting this, specifically this season of Legends of Tomorrow, which I, I do think gets the edge over the other shows for me, because... They are not just doubling, but quadrupling down on the most comic booky of comic booky elements and the most ridiculous and out there of sci-fi elements. And they're blending it in a way that feels, at, at worst, the best possible kind of silly. And at yeah. best, just beautiful, beautiful music for my soul. Because well, it feels like it's it's avoided what happened with The Flash so far these three seasons where every main villain has been a speedster. And that just yes. gets very tiresome. Mm-hmm. This one, even though you're traveling throughout time trying to stop somebody, it's kind of up the stakes. And I really feel like they improved over the Vandal Savage yes. stuff from season one. And technically, technically, your main villain of the season is still a speedster. But you've got a roster of personalities that are as big as Eobard Thawne that can help spread that thread around a little bit. And I think it's different when it's a speedster against uh, differently powered or maybe non-powered uh, heroes as opposed to that where it's always just a flash like run faster Barry right. you've got to run faster <laughs> how do I learn to run faster it's like I'm tired of that three seasons in so, it still makes me yeah. cry bro yeah. nice change still makes me cry <laughs> every time everybody's anytime somebody's like run Barry I'm just like I just can't well we did get a little tearful moment we'll get to that a little later I saw, we I saw got quite a few yeah. tearful yes. moments I, I felt like the, 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 the wave of emotions that ran over uh, Mr. Dave Child at that, towards the end of that final oh, battle scene. Oh, oh boy. And I will say, too, there were a couple of moments, like big, shocking moments, that, like, I should know better by now. I shouldn't be so emotionally affected by... Spoilers. I shouldn't be so emotionally affected by Ray getting his heart pulled out that early in the episode because I know full well what type of show we're dealing with. And there's no way they're not going to bring Brandon Ralph back by the end of the episode. And yet, 
that moment still totally hit me in the gut. Well, it you get literally it. ripped my heart That's out right. because he's my DC dream boy. The way you set it up like this, where you get to have uh, two different legends from two different time periods, you basically get to have your cake and eat it too. Yes. So you've got basically one team that is basically very disposable, and you can do anything you want with them. So you still get that effect of seeing what could happen potentially to the characters you love, but also knowing that oh, that they're also really safe too. So I get to have them back yeah, next season because there's two of them. Yeah, and also it's it. I kept like the body count was so high in this episode, and that was nice to see because you usually just like they have to ride around. Yeah, but they never get killed because there's so many people. This is a big team. It's always been a big team, and it's tough to come up with excuses for the big team to never get killed, to Mm -hmm. never have, like, to have them not get a knife or a hand through their chest. And this, you actually get to see it happen, and it kind of made sense, but it it was intense. I also like how Ray got his heart ripped out because if there's someone who's going to get his heart broken and ripped out it's gonna be ray because <laughs> he's never good with his heart so it was kind of a nice little like Ugh. that's right it's been emotionally shattered so many times <laughs> now physically so yeah and speaking of that miles uh we'll it uh, says hashtag dave likes death i like <laughs> I, I just like that one um don't butter me up uh, don't butter me <laughs> up <laughs> Uh, so we start the episode, though, with uh, Rip finally getting the Wave Rider back in action and then yeah. realizing, oh, wait, I'm a, I'm a tiny, I'm tiny, tiny little man. <laughs> a tiny mm. man. My favorite part about that is when the Wave Rider started flying around, they, they played the theme to the, uh, to the show, mm-hmm. but really high-pitched. <laughs> so it was like a tiny version of that show. What is happening over there? You can't uh, look at each other and go like, uh, yeah. 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 Just, I'm responding to so many things that are happening in uh, this chat right now. Okay. Everybody's getting involved. The one thing we're laughing about is Miles said, can you imagine if season one Arrow sucked? And we're like, yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> to be but, fair. <laughs> I got nothing. That, that was it. Um, but yeah, cool we have guys. a good hashtag too. Um, from Ringy nine zero nine nine eight says hashtag microwave writer. Oh, and, and hey Dad, how's it going? <laughs> I love me some Dad puns. I love Ray and Casket Fan One says hashtag salmon ladder every day. <laughs> salmon ladder every day, every day. <laughs> That's what I always say. So uh, Rip is able to get out to the, the nearest open window and make mm-hmm. contact with the rest of the legends and like black horse of the nearest open window. I do like that that was our cliffhanger and the episode opens with him going, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also like how, okay, so in the last episode, uh, let me get this straight. So he was having a hard time getting the wave rider working is that was that the problem was that the wait cuz it, it was like 6 months or something like that right or mm-hmm. a year yeah cuz she'd been quietly kind of while he was baking cakes getting was quickly kind of rewiring the the systems of it. so why was he baking cakes and not like fixing the ship cuz i think he'd given up but Gideon never did. So it went right to British Bake Off. I know we talked about this yeah. last and week. And I think but that's I where wanna... he's going is to, to pursue that. That's right. He's gonna, yeah, he's it's ignited little... his cake passion. <laughs> See, and I was ready to just accept that when the Legion rewrote reality, they programmed Rip to bake to be a, a lot. Bake, yeah. To just be yeah. fix, so fixated on baking that he would not be able to resize the Wave Rider in his right. game. Right. <laughs> right. So, well, that was interesting, and we never really talked about it last week, is that that issue where we had, how does this affect everything? Uh, because if you're using the spirit to alter reality, it should alter reality completely in all directions. Yeah. And yet we realized that it really didn't, just kind of was more locally centered around 2017. Well, they also explained it, and that's what I was looking for. Last week I said they better explain how they can go back in time and it's still a different reality. Right. 
And they just said that it's, and I know this doesn't quite make sense because they still spend a year in that reality, but they said it affects it slowly and there's waves that kind of, that kind of shudder back. So it's just that reality wave to not make it all the way there. So it's they were they were chasing the reality wave and they got to it before it actually affected it. Right, a little bit like the way they've described they and obviously a lot of different time travel stories have described time travel when you change things in the past. There's like this ripple effect and it takes time to solidify, like cement almost. Yeah. And you have an opportunity when you see this ripple effect happening, you have an opportunity to correct it if you happen to have a time ship or something. Right. And I feel like they're, they're most specific with the way they altered Ray's reality. They basically made him a janitor, but they didn't ha- they didn't destroy the atom suit. They still wanted to keep that still present in this version of 2017 so that uh, the Thawne could use the shrinking technology. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's basically like, that's a good weapon to have, so I'm going to have it around. Well, and I like the idea that Thawne is a scientist, and if he hadn't developed that technology himself, I totally buy that he would want to hold on to it so he could see what he could do with it. Yeah, and the one problem is, like, why didn't you just kill the legends? But they do explain that away. Yeah. It's just out of, like, you know... He just thought it'd be fun to destroy their lives more. Yeah, it's yeah. out of vanity yeah. that he kept him around, and I think that's a good enough excuse for supervillains to be vain. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Ray getting reunited with the suit. Yes. And planting Aww. a big old smoochie on it. Ooh. <laughs> he loves it. He'll never leave it behind again. You know what? But she's she's so damaged, though. You know? She's, she never works <laughs> yeah. out. They always try to get back together, and it never works out. She always fails him. Nah, Dave, she completes him. Mm-mm, no, I think that's an abusive relationship. <laughs> I think he needs to find a girl or a suit that is always working and doesn't break down and isn't easily, um, is not weak to knives. <laughs> that Nothing seems to suits be. him like a suit. Wingman I can wear. Oh, look so debonair. This is from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I uh, do like, though, that when they get the suit back on, uh, Ray doesn't waste any time like say, hey, Wave Rider, head back up to the roof. <clears throat> I'm going to re-enlarge you right inside Star Labs. That's it. Let's just right. take it. Well, the, I think he's figuring, like, <clears throat> hey, this reality is going to change anyways. So let's do some destruction. Why not? Why not? And Nerd Diddy Nerd Nerd has a good hashtag. Hashtag Ray ships his suit. <laughs> oh, I like it. I was also I was confused about something. Last episode didn't wasn't Star Labs a big the Legion Doom, of, Doom, Legion of Doom. Doom head bubble yep. thing? And now all of a sudden it's Star Labs again. It's that yes. ripple effect. Yeah. It's that reality ripple know. effect. That's I, my was, head that was, I I think that might have been a mistake. It yes. may no, may have been continuity error. I'm head cannoning that right away because we've got I, we've got in world logic that I'm satisfied enough with. Ooh. You know what I think it might be? Let's say this. I don't think it is ripple effect because that also makes no sense. No, nope, it wouldn't none. be. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, but I still accept because it. it wouldn't. That's not how it worked. <laughs> I think if anything, I think what we thought was Star Labs was just a connecting building. And we just did see what we that big doom helmet is just next door to Star Labs. It's like the West Wing. Dave's got and eats his own beef. <laughs> I just ate my own beef. <laughs> I removed a rib. <laughs> ate my own beef. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for that. that. We're about to have a <laughs> I'm like, well, you're not supposed to eat your own your beef, Dave. There's a beef storm coming. Oh no, there's a beef paradox. That's just <laughs> <that>. <laughs> 
Neil's so, up there with a hashtag of his own. Uh, hashtag self-beefing. <laughs> oh, oh. Mm. Uh, we do realize oh, that the legends have a moment there where they recognize that they too, they are the aberrations now. Something that yeah. they've always been stopping the entire course of the season, but now they are the ones that are... Sometimes they, you look around the party and you say, hey, where's the aberration? And then you realize... You are the admiration <laughs> at the party. It was a very Bill and Ted moment there. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. I, I, I like how they were like, okay, we just can't see each other if we see each other. I, this is very timey-wimey rules, but I kind of like it. It's like, you're fine as long as you don't see each other. And if you see each other, that's when the time quake yes. happens. <laughs> it doesn't, as long as you don't interact with each other, you're, you're okay. You're still... A little okay, and it's like you can interact with other versions of your teammates, but as long as long as you, that's fine. But when you see yourself, that's, that's where it gets um, all quakey. Yeah, ooh, quakey. We, we've got some beep themed hashtags here. Connor Pearson Ward says hashtag beef point paradox. Beef point paradox. Nerd eighty nerd nerd says hashtag beef quake. Beef quake. I like beef that. Fan one says hashtag beefy paradox, oh. <laughs> and uh, Jim Felton says hashtag beef eater. Ooh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. You're beef eater, Dave. Well, uh, you, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm quite a fan of beef point. Yeah. <laughs> beef meat is for everybody. Beef point paradox, or is a beef point? It's beef point paradox. Yeah. But I, I'm quite a fan of the idea of a beef point reality, wherein there is just ample meat for every man, woman, child, this, yeah. this, animal. They talk. They say the word reality a lot, and this is the problem I always have: is every time I hear reality, I hear. I just want to say, oops, there goes gravity. Like, yes, <laughs> there goes reality. Oops, there goes gravity. I just want to get to the Eight Mile song. Yeah. It's a really, I hate it. Like, I hate, I'm not a big Eminem fan, so it's just every time it's like, why is that so ingrained in my head? Anyways, that's been a Dave Child side <laughs> tangent. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Ooh, a new hot, a new hot corner of this episode. Yes. Side tangent. Side tangent. Wow. Uh, the, the one part, like, and it's just a mini beef. Like, uh, you know. For just me, a teeny beef. Just a teeny beef. Teeny just beef. Like, you a know, micro beef, if you will. Yes. Uh, an amuse bouche of beef wrapped in a little blanket. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Where we'll decide if it's a mouge bouche. <laughs> uh, so when they get back to 1916, Ray flies out, finds it. One, the fact that they he's just he's flying through the war zone, but then nobody is shooting at him when he enlarges up. That was like, you see this man just grow out of out of nowhere and start shooting the they ground. They were concerned about the bullets mm-hmm. flying right. at them. More but like, you know that your arch nemesis as of late is super fast. How are you going to stand there yes. with holding the yes. thing out in the open like this and talk about, I got the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope the fast guy doesn't take from me. Mm-hmm. Also, I would say, I mean, I'm saying, I... I I just raise an idiot sometimes. <laughs> That's all I'm, I'm... I'm eating all that beef by just saying raise an idiot. But a little bit of a side beef from me, too, is like, just don't take it out of the case. You yes. know it's you in, know you know in the case. Yeah. And it's in this case, and you know it's just this tiny glass veil, and it's like, oh, I'm just gonna keep it in the case so mm-hmm. it at least doesn't get shot because you're in a field full of bullets. But again, Ray's just an idiot. I think that's. I'm gonna be honest. I'm still stuck cute. on side beef. Yeah. Side beef. Side beef. Side but it's beef? like, and like that scene would have worked fine. I just wish they would have just sped up Thawn getting back. You can have Ray pick it up, but then immediately have Thawn right there to have that those moments there. Just felt like, just trim that scene yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Get right in. Well, but they didn't, and so Thawn rips out Ray's heart. Yeah. 
There you go. Bye bye. Ripped out ours too. Yes, yeah. that's right. The tiny man with the big heart. Oh yeah, with Sky Patterson has hashtag crisis on beef point paradox. And <laughs> that's just too long. Then, then, then he's got you know little little dooms and so oh little emojis, emojis of beef. So I thought it, I thought it added to it. And uh, then um, uh, Callow Kent mentions that this is now the hashtag show, and I was like, yes, suck on that, Chris Hardwick. We had our own hashtag game here. There you go. We are also hire us, please. Chris yes, Hardwick. please. We're not. Please. Like, yes. we do love you. This is this is because. because that's right. That's right. Uh, imitation is the, uh, the most sincere form of flattery. Sure, let's that, go with that's that. That's what they say. Sure. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, but then we get to the moment there where we realize uh, that the legends are going to have to interact with their past <laughs> selves, and we do get a cool scene, which I always like when you get to see. The uh, what happens for another character as they leave a scene, and that's when Mick and Snart have their interaction. He punches them and then walks away. Yes, and you get right to see, over to the tent. Yes, what happens um, from Snart's point of view from last episode? And I thought that was really cool right, for two episodes ago. Cool. Yeah, and we yeah. see the Thons change the game though because he's got gathered all the Legion back and said, "Guess what? I'm from the future, guys. We already have the spear, but the Legends are here, and we've got double doses of Legends." I had a moment of Don't sympathy for Eobard Thon in that moment because it's got to be really frustrating trying to explain to everybody that you interact with in a day that you're from the future, not just a future, but no, your future. I'm not your Eobard. I'm a different Eobard, <laughs> and here's what's going on. Like, no, keep up. Yeah, you think you would just tape that. Yeah, and have you ever tried explaining just comic books in general to someone who doesn't know comic <laughs> books? It's a lot like that. It's yeah. like, well, this guy died, but now he's back, and he was green, but now he's red. <laughs> it's he's he has a robot arm, but it'll grow back. Right. You know, yeah. it's it's a lot of. It reminded me of that. He was a clone the whole time. Yeah. He was a clone the whole time from the future, but I don't want to get into And it. I thought explaining True Blood was difficult, but no, I think this this kid takes the cake because you're like, it's got fairies, but it's not that gay, you know? Yeah. Like, it's really weird, you know? I'm sorry, yeah. True Blood's pretty gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a great way. In a good way. In a very but good yeah. way. I don't know how we got off. I don't know. On this, I just but, wanted to but, but imagine that to someone. Else. But right. But yeah. so imagine, imagine you, the audience yeah. member, trying to explain to your non uh, comic book verse yeah. friend or your non CWDC verse yeah. versed <laughs> friend the intricacies of this universe. And now imagine that's every interaction you have <laughs> with anyone any day of your entire life and suddenly Eobard Thawne becomes a far more sympathetic villain. Yeah. yeah, it's like how you really feel bad for a guy who has to explain so much to everyone every day because like, he's just always yeah. No wonder around. he's so mad. Yeah. And also he basically started with like first thing you should know is I technically should not exist. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. now that we've <laughs> talked about that, I'm raising against erasing my own existence. So... Yeah, it gets tough. <laughs> and uh, Jim Felton has an amazing hashtag. Hashtag stop touching your beef. No. Oh. I like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you All go. Right. Uh, I'm we, definitely writing that it, down. I <laughs> <laughs> see that pen hitting that paper. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, we... Uh, I had a little beef there with the legends uh, the, the, from the alternate reality coming back into the 1916 legends and having a tough time just trying to bluff their way through these interactions. Like, come on, guys, you know who you're talking to. Yeah, you know- but they're not actors, Frank. <laughs> yeah. They're just normal superheroes. They're not actors. Jeez, Frank. Right. Right. Speaking of, though, okay, so I had a thought, and it was when I was jumping ahead slightly, without getting too specific, the scene where Sarah was talking to other Sarah, I had this thought process where it's like, I'm so used to watching these actors play these roles now and having watched them do so for a few years. I'm very comfortable watching them, and I just accept them completely, and I forget 
how good at their jobs they are until suddenly you have, say, Katie Lotz playing against Katie Lotz and yeah. having to be the same character, not too far removed from herself in the timeline, but playing just enough of a difference that you buy completely that she is removed from her place in the timeline. They all had to do that, or almost all of them had to do that to a certain extent in this episode. And you, I at least forget how insanely talented this ensemble is. Uh, just a quick, as we're talking about interacting with your past selves, we get to see a moment, and this is probably like Frank checks if he's dead inside, and I think the answer is going to be yes. Uh, that when uh, Nate, uh, Nate, Nate uh, sees Amaya from 1916, uh-huh. and he just loses, I miss you so much. And I'm thinking, relatively, it's only been maybe Love, less than a man. day. He saw her die, man. Uh, all right, I'm dead inside. And they're not yeah. actors. <laughs> yeah, and, and apparently there's also a hashtag, Frank has a little beef, and when, with smiley faces laughing. So I, I like that. Or Dave Child is a Pokemon by Cal Kent. And oh, Dave Child wow. is my spirit animal by Xavier Clark. Ooh, sh- oh, that's, that's that's a little shameless. Yes, there that's you go. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I guess I'm just dead inside. I I, okay, like- I'm gonna be this. I, I don't. This is gonna be a little bit of a gross dude moment, oh, and yeah. I feel like this might open the gates to other gross dudes making comments. But I'm so used. Go. To Sarah just automatically flirting with whatever beautiful woman they're interacting with right. in that time era, I kept expecting her to flirt with herself. I feel I, like, on a purely physiological level, I feel like you would... Would you have chemistry with yourself? You Everyone likes to think they would. I don't but think... Would, I guess you would. On a purely biological... It's the same way you're not physically attracted... Most of us are not physically attracted to our immediate family members. Yeah. I feel like the same basic principle would apply. I don't know, but wouldn't you see yourself, wouldn't you just want to just a little, I feel like, just a little kiss? Yes, I feel like... Just wondering what it would be like to just just kiss yourself. I think if you're an incredible narcissist who just is so into themselves, then maybe... I'm saying it's not... I would, Dave. I'm with you. To be fair. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, I'd be curious, and if I was going to kiss a girl, it'd be myself. Sure, yeah. To be fair, I think anyone who says they wouldn't have the thought is lying. Yeah. But... I as far on like a purely a purely chemical level, I don't know. I don't. I don't see a future. Well, yeah, for I me, guess I would see. Really. <laughs> also, I, to be fair, I probably wouldn't because I have a brother that looks a lot like me. <laughs> so it would just be like, oh, hi, Matt. It would just. It wouldn't be like, hey, Dave. It would just. Uh, anyways. <laughs> it would just look like my brother that already already looks like me, especially when I have the goatee right now. Yeah, I don't even, even know about the hashtags yeah. that are popping up from this conversation. Oh no, it's funny. Yeah, Mystic Lightning says hashtag narcissist beef, um, and then Nerdity Nerdard says she's not Barney Dave, which Barney is in the song I was singing. Oh, well, there you right. go. Yeah, 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 clever. Okay, Put I started running together. through fictional Barneys yeah. that I that I knew, and I was like, yeah. dinosaur. That's yeah, all about the Barney dinosaur. Gumble. No, Barney's since. Barney Miller. Stenson out. <laughs> uh, so we see the the Legion, though, starts attacking uh, the Wave Rider. Dawn's kind of let them know where they're at. And while he's excused himself to get reinforcements, uh, we'll find out more about that later. But they start attacking that, and the le- Legends say, we got to do a jump right now, even though we're going to create a huger paradox than just meeting ourselves. But they do it, and they create a time storm. Kind of a cool effect for that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was interested to see. And it doesn't seem to, like, get them to safety, though, right? It just kind of... <laughs> jumbles them up a bit. Yeah, and then just like, it prevents them from, like, I think pretty much entering the time stream. They just kind of come back right back down to yeah. where they left. Yeah, which I thought was a good, like, another good way of being like, oh, it's in the universe. It's a new rule, and they've kept to the new rule. Mm-hmm. 
And also, I like that it seems to be leading into whatever season three is. Yeah, I mean, it is cool the that they set this up that you get to see if they try to break it. No, they're we're not going to. The writers are going to come up with a way to break it. And be it's okay. No, they come up with direct interference there. Yeah, oh, just uh, a little Dave on Dave from Neil. And Hashtag yeah. just a little Dave on Dave. Hashtag nothing to be ashamed. Of. <laughs> and we have a uh, fantasy stats guru says hashtag chat butters up Dave's beef. That's oh my goodness, that mm. is buttery getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> buttery beef. I love how it's like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna check out this tame after show of the CW superhero. So show. just a face full of beef butter. <laughs> just a well, lot of beef butter. You, <laughs> as you turn in. <laughs> Too much beef butter. As uh, you, like you were mentioning the uh, the Sarah and Sarah conversation, I feel yes. like this is the one where we finally get to see like a real big character journey for Sarah in this episode because she feels that she's not capable of using the spear because she knows what we do with weapons. As she tells yeah. the other Sarah, like we can't use this. You know what we do with weapons, right? Well, what I love about this too is that we haven't been screaming and waving big signs about Sarah's character arc throughout mm-hmm. this season. They've just been planting the seeds so that we could get to this point, and within a couple of scenes, we could pay it off, and suddenly you. You backfill all of that. You look back over the course of the season and you go, oh, man, we actually built to this really insanely well and very yeah. subtly. As well as I feel like you started getting a little twinkle of that when she's <laughs> fighting with Dark back in, in, in the uh, the tunnel right there, or the, the, the their pathway whatever they're digging through, and it uh, doesn't kill him. Yes, like the yeah. fact that she chooses, ultimately has the opportunity to finally take revenge and kill the man who took her sister from her and chooses not to, I think obviously speaks volumes uh, to how far she has come. But again, the fact that we could get there without feeling like it was labored. Yeah. yeah, and to me, that was the perfect book into Sarah's arc this entire season as becoming captain and making better choices and becoming this person of herself. And I really did like that she had that moment with Laurel to talk about. You know, she's like, no, I'm the damaged one. You were always stronger. And we all know that's not true. But, yeah, Yeah. and that was the thing is to have that and then have that dark scene. It's like, what a great ending to the season for Sarah. I never minded Laurel in this universe, really. (laughs) But I do have to say, I think she works best as a dead spirit that keeps popping up every now and then. I liked her as a lawyer. I always wish that they just kept her as a lawyer because right. she did really good in those scenes and it just she just never really sold Black Canary well, for me. But she, I like Black Siren. I like Black Siren a yeah. lot. She's good as she's good as like a, also a family member to kind of come back and be like, you know, kind of a Jiminy Cricket to kind of yeah. pop up every now and then in for Oliver and also for Sarah, which yeah. is kind of nice. Because I think that's the danger of all these superhero shows, that you can put people in di- different professions that aren't superhero-related at all, but eventually, as the seasons go on, people are going to get frustrated that these characters don't know each other's secrets, and then eventually I feel like the writers start merging everybody together. So by the end of like right. season five or six, everybody's a hero of some extent. Well, look, not for nothing. If I found out, Frank Moran, that you were, <laughs> you were moonlighting as a vigilante, and I, I found out that you were hiring... Grand man. I'm, I'm saying it's pretty close. <laughs> I would at that. least be inclined to ask you some questions, maybe follow you around at night. All right. Some well. more. Oh, there you go. Uh, there you go. Just, I have an online survey that you can take. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we'll get it later, Lex. And so, uh, he puts together on the survey. <laughs> yeah. Give him a shout out. Um, yeah, we've got a few good hashtags. Casket Fan One says, There is nothing tame about this after show. Jim Felton is uh, taming the beef. Xavier Clark is beef my butter. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I know the beef is all my fault. I know. <laughs> I know. It's too funny. I'm like, I don't but, all of these. Oh my god, what have I what have I done? <laughs> beef butter was that one? Beef butter. 
Yeah. Butter, butter, my, butter, butter my beef? My beef. Butter or beef, my... my butter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, butter, right. my beef was first. Was <laughs> let's let's move beef, on. My let's butter. keep going. Every <laughs> possible no permutation. Uh, so we get the moment that the plan is, you know, the Wave Runner's been damaged from this time storm. But we still have another version of the Wave Rider that came back from the alternate reality. Right. So since we know the aberrations of the alternate reality legends are going to stay behind, kind of get, make sure that 1916 legends get to that version of the Wave Rider, and then they can go and take care of the spear. And that, that's kind of a nice selfless little yeah. moment there. Listen, yeah, we're the aberrations. We know we're not sticking around after this. We're going to keep yeah. playing defense for you guys. And then we get to see a cool little fight scene where we get to see what happens uh, full out when the legends go up yeah. against Legion. Okay, so what's the death count on this? Because I got, I got okay, we have... We have Ray dying yes. initially first. Killed. And then we also have Jax dying. Yep. Yep. At one point. And we have Buns of Steel and dying. Don't forget they already mm-hmm. got this team's Amaya last week. Do we yes. count that? Yeah, we got Amaya. And, and we got Mick. And we got Mick, yeah. Which I think was the worst of all because that's by his boy Snart. I know. Yeah. That, that was the most heartbreaking to which, me. Which, which, and the I. The actual heartbreaking. And I love too, again, like, this was something I was thinking the last couple of weeks. If you had told me that a couple of years ago when Flash premiered, that cut to, what, two years in, and Mick Rory would have one of the most involved, deep, relatable character arcs on any of these shows, I would have looked at you like you were not the smartest person and they did it and again I love that we don't have to labor d- d- don't so me. mean <laughs> <Lex>. <laughs> so biting such a bird well no just because you are not the smartest, the smartest. person to be, to be fair I'm not the smartest person either no but my point is Mick Rory by the character is very they make fun of him all the time for being very meat heady you don't you don't get to see these layers that he was able to demonstrate when you first meet him and I also love the fact that we get everything we need to get from that moment without having the other make like a big close up and like <gasps> snart killed me like we get it yeah. we get, because they set these pieces up so effectively so without taking a pause like like Ray did with the yeah. little the little vial we don't have to pause we get the weight of it we get the implication of it we get what it means for the two of them yeah it's also hard to kind of keep track of who's alive and who's dead so there is a moment where you're kind of like oh no oh right Oh no! Oh right. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. Ray, Ray was the one who was concerned, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "Don't hug me." <laughs> that was cute. No, we get to have the moment yeah. though that that uh, overwhelmed Dave. That was like when <laughs> Nate was dying, and uh, 1960 Nate comes up. And his dying words are, don't be a douche. Don't be a douche. <laughs> I love that. And then he says, like, I won't, bro. <laughs> That's the ultimate bromant. It was just... Yeah, the ultimate bromant. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Dave, that, that was probably, like, the best word mashup ever. Bromant. bromant. Yeah, yeah, I wrote right. that. I wrote ultimate bromant as soon as it happened. Yeah, um... <laughs> was... we, we've got to get a hashtag. Uh, Vanilli One, a new one, says, hashtag Dave created a monster about the beefs yeah. and then um helena needs hugs has a beef herself about what happened to uh stein's daughter is she is she still yeah. around yeah. i well they didn't they didn't they didn't write the time stream before like the, the uh, her so i think she would still be around she's now I think so, yeah. one of those yeah. dinosaurs we saw at Whoa! The that and, was stein's entire family and the channel seems to agree that rip died too so is he in your little graveyard that's he actually isn't because i i did rip die i think or did two he fade of them away? i thought yeah. two of them got knocked out 
I think. I think yeah. both of them were knocked unconscious. Yeah. I don't think that the other, our uh, future Rip, he did not. Yeah, die. future Rip. Future Rip. Right. But uh, then we get to see that the legends think they're free and clear, and then Thawne shows up with those reinforcements, and they're just alternate ver- uh, multiple versions of himself plucked through the time These guys! Yes. Which, all right, maybe. Jazz. Oh, I yes. think it's got my vote for single greatest thing that's ever happened on one of these shows. These yes. guys. <laughs> Check out these guys, Mr. Jazz Because I feel like that's the moment, and yes, it took the entire season to get to this moment, but that's the moment, maybe more so than any other moment I've seen in one of these shows. You're either completely on board with this or you're not. You know what I bet happened there? Because I, I actually wrote this down as soon as it happened. But as soon as he did this and said, these guys, I thought of like, hey, you guys. <laughs> and I feel like maybe that happened when they were writing this. They wrote these guys, thought of, hey, you guys. And, and then, then like, we'll do a Goonies we'll reference. We'll do a Goonie yeah. reference at the end. I forgot about Goonies until right about now. We haven't mentioned that Spielberg classic yet. That's right. <laughs> Uh, again, another f- thing where I felt like is similar to Ray picking up the vial of blood was that that Thawne conveniently s- yeah, like Thawne conveniently leaves Sarah to the end. Like, take her out first. She's got the spear. But- well, I, from my understanding of it, I thought that, and at least this is what I'm pretending, is that um, Buns of Steel was just a little bit too close and was kind of blocking. Her. I would from, have liked to see from that, him just grabbing the spear. I would have liked to see like if that happens, like everybody kind of circles up around Sarah to keep her kind of more handily protected. Yeah, they could have choreographed it more, yeah, you know. So but you didn't direct it, so yeah, all right, put I, your beef away. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Ryan Metallison and Witchy Mama are <laughs> confirming that Rip, uh, future Rip, did have his uh, throat slit there. Oh, so he did? But who okay. slit his throat? Uh, Thawne. Thawne did. That guy's real fast. Okay. Yeah. And Colin okay, Prime would like there. to know, it's funny how a guy with a bow and arrow can take out people with superpowers. Mal- Malcolm is magical, guys. Well, I would, I would say about that, I think, I think you still have to... You still have to catch the arrow before it gets to you. Yeah, those things are yeah. sharp. Yeah, it's not like... It's not like... Because uh, it was... Ugh. I'm not forgetting is Because uh, I want to say heat wave, and it's not heat wave. Firestorm? Firestorm, yeah. thank you. Uh, Firestorm couldn't could like change it right before he gets to him, but he has to be able to change it or burn it before right. it actually gets yeah. him because he's not he's not arrowproof, he's not bulletproof. And we've seen that he's seems to have decent control now over he, they together. Firestorm when they're together, it's yeah. a he's one. Are they. Um, but get they, the pronouns right. <laughs> they uh, they seem to have pretty well developed this transmutation ability, but it does still. Take him a second. Yeah. yeah, those arrows are moving pretty quick. You still got to aim. You still got to take I did uh, just to backtrack for a second. I did like that moment there between Malcolm and Dark, where they just you know they wanted to put away the old weapons. Like let's just get up close and personal, guys. Let's yeah. do this the old fashioned way. I, I love like, that. Just a really cool moment between the two guys. They're just the magic boys, and I really hate that they've broken them up Ooh, for now. The magic now. boys. Uh, Who's gonna stop the magic boys? Here come the magic boys tonight on CW. The magic boys. <laughs> It's going to be a spinoff show. It would be I know, pretty it, great. It would be pretty good. As we talked about, Sarah uh, has her conversation with Laurel. She cha- uses the spear to depower itself and then also bring along the Black Flash. Uh, yeah. And again, I can understand why they did this because you want to see the legend seeing the satisfaction of Thawne being defeated. But I also, part of me, I wanted that moment of Thawne trying to run away. I wanted a little bit of a chase between Black Flash and Reverse Flash. Right. Kind of yeah. him cracking down, but you. But then in that case, the, the legends aren't going to get the satisfaction. You're getting way too there. picky because, like, I thought I, his. For one, his dissolve was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was cool. like one of the best. 
I'm I'm dissolving out of reality. I think I've seen. I think they upped it over when he got dissolved several times on the Flash, <laughs> and I like how when he kind of gets peeled away, you see him as like a hollow husk inside of him a little bit, and he gets peeled away, and he's so fast that he's able to touch him, and there is no chase because he's so fast, and all he needed to do was touch him a little bit. I, and I, I love I love too that it was just a quick boom right through. The, Black Flash would have followed him to the end of reality just to go, Foom, I'm done now, going home. <laughs> Tag me! And then just immediately... And we're, so I guess Black Flash is just wandering around 1916 now. Yeah. Well, I guess he can travel through time. He's also Zoom guy, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, we, but I love yeah. the idea that like people in 1916, at least, even if, he's, if we assume he's going to be able to time travel himself out of there, I love that for probably at least a week or so, People in 1916 are going to have a real bad time dealing with right. this zombie speedster. But he also, like, I take that moment that he talks a little trash, or just grunts a little trash to Sarah. Gets up in her face like, ah, I took that guy out, man. Look at me. Stop. What's he doing after the... You want to zoom? Come on and zoom. Come on and zoom. As soon as he shows up, that's... Yeah, nerdity nerd nerd says hashtag Frank has too many beefs. And, never, um, never too many beefs. If you're playing the drinking game at home, Connor Pearson Ward says Constantine should join the Magic Boys, and that would be the greatest show of all time. the Magic Boys. I'm still holding out hope that they find a way to bring Matt Ryan's Constantine back into this universe, specifically on this show. Yeah. I feel like he'd be a fantastic fit. Well, I feel like Thanks the CWC so could start laying the foundation for that, which would be cool. Yeah. That's how we got a vixen in live action, is yeah. we did the CWC animated first. So uh, so let's talk a little bit about how we feel about how the Legion was treated. Yes. So we got Thawne, of course, dissolved by the Black Flash. We get Malcolm returned to 2016. Yeah. <laughs> they just dumped him in his apartment. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, Then we get Snart. Dumped back to 1914, uh, 2014 with his mind erased. So he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So you, and I like that moment between him and Snart, which is like, oh, you mean I become soft? No, you become a better person. Yeah, I like that. But uh, but that, still, that means our version of Snart is, for right, at least right now, still gone. It is, it is a little heartbreaking for a number of reasons, but specifically in this moment, because Rory eventually made the same leap that Snart did before he sacrificed himself, but they missed each other a little bit, yeah. which is sad, like, oh, my heart. Right, but we have to also remember we don't know what this next season is going to be like because if there can be dinosaurs and robots kind of out of nowhere and all these different things kind of colliding into one Los Angeles, then I think maybe you can have like a snart. Oh yeah, from their reality. Just there's kind of no. I feel like a different time. Thing. Yeah, I feel like there's no way we don't see at least one version of Snart again. Yeah, and, and what I liked is it sort of was that back to the future moment of him going back and this sort of maybe what set Snart, put that in his mind and sets him on that path subconsciously, even though right. he's wiped his memory, I felt like it was that, is like, because the Snart that we were seeing obviously wasn't going to go this path. Yeah. Much like, say, you know, Mick was changed by Snart and Kronos and all these other things that happened to him. I feel yeah. like of the three, uh, or actually the four, the four Legion that had that kind of uh, cross-show contract, I feel like uh, we were really deprived of a lot of Snart this season. We saw yeah. a lot more of the other rest of the Legion than we did of Snart. Well, yeah, he felt more like a guest star, but I, I kind of... I, I didn't mind it, because honestly, I think the show first season had too many characters. And granted, one of the best characters was Snart, but it made it so we actually got into we got to find out who these new characters were more because they weren't getting outshined by this kind of dynamo that is Snart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and 
and we were able to kind of dig into the team more. And that's why I didn't mind having, like, Rip and also, like, uh, Snart gone for this whole season. Yeah, I, I feel like, to your point, I feel like Mick is a perfect example. I don't think you have room to give Mick the character arc that he had if Snart is there and you need Rory to be the big, grunty, brawn yeah. counterpoint to, to what Snart is doing. True. Very true. Uh, and we see that Dark gets started back in 1987, forced to wear those Ugh. sweet Miami Vice clothes. Yeah. So great. Shoes <laughs> without socks. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> now, given the way that the uh, we seem to really enjoy the, se- uh, the Legion this season, it seems like the writers did as well, do you want to see some kind of variation of this in season three? I would, definitely. And I would like them to be sort of the overarching villains of all of the shows. I think that this is just an idea waiting to happen. I mean, you have Wentworth and John Barman on these contracts. Why can't we sort of get some of the others as well to be villains across all the shows? Yeah, I'm curious to see if it's just... um, If next next season's just going to be the Legion cleaning up Time Land or Time City... Yeah, where they just dropped off in the middle of L.A. and now L.A. is overrun with all these time paradoxes, and they're just trying to solve each time paradox as they encounter it in the city. Oh, and two last hashtags. Jim Felton says hashtag Raiders of the Lost Beef, and then Sky Patterson has, says hashtag the Wizard of Beef Point Paradox. Oh my god, the Wizard of Beef. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm of two minds because on the one hand, I don't necessarily want to see them repeat themselves, and on the other hand, these actors in these roles and these personalities are so big and so fantastic playing off of each other. But I also feel like without somebody like an Eobard Thawne, I feel like of the Legion members we have left, I don't think any one of them is going to be the guy that's like let's get the band back together yeah. so yeah. you need someone else to then step up and incentivize them working together again. I, I need you to watch the, at least the one episode of Desperate Housewives where um, Neil McDonough does do that actually oh. puts a, a band together and, and now <laughs> you'll realize what you said is actually I'm in. I may watch every episode yes. <laughs> I was curious if we were going to get a little bit of Vandal Savage at the end yeah. like, maybe they started they, the time quake or Time Storm has brought him out of. I hope not. Uh, no, less than if I vanish savage, better. I will say, in terms of cliffhangers, though, this uh, stepped down from last season's. I don't mind it. I don't mind it because it was such a strong season, and I like that it doesn't feel like it has a cliffhanger. It's just like an ending. It just felt like an ending, which was nice. And whereas last season's cliffhanger was incredibly exciting, introducing, oh my, we're about to get the JSA, that's amazing. We were on a track at that point, whereas now this feels like we could go almost literally anywhere from this point. I feel like, if would you be satisfied if they came back in the beginning of the season and said, like, you know what, during that time off, we took care of that time quake. We're on to other things now. Those dinosaurs, that would have been expensive. Yeah, that would be disappointing. I feel like you have to at least have two episodes where they're dealing with all the paradoxes that have showed up or something. And before we start wrapping things up officially, when will we see Rip next season? How quickly into the season? Well, Rip's still on the ship, right? Or no, he, did he, well, he, took, he took the, uh, the, the jump ship. And took he off. did? Okay. I didn't know if he was like about to and then all that stuff happened. As far as I know, he took off before all the craziness happened. I say give it like three or five episodes. Okay. I'll show up. Yeah, I no. feel like they, they tied it up pretty well. We got that final moment of Rip conceding like, yes, this team functions much better than mm-hmm. now than it did when I was the leader. He completely gave control. I mean, he had. He had essentially stepped aside in favor of allowing Sarah to be captain, but he completely 
gave it over to her and peace. And we could, that could be the end of Rip Hunter on the show. I hope it's not because I like, now that he's not the guy running the show, I really like what he brings to right. the team. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, probably like three and, or five. And I really hope we at least get one flashback of Rip if he comes back where he really was just baking cakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to wrap up. But before we do, we've got to settle who is getting this prized, I dare say coveted, Last doodle of the season. Okay, I'm going to go through the ones I have written. If there's any additional ones, let me know. But I have uh, hashtag, I'm going to start from the most recent so we can get through the beef real fast. Hashtag (laughs) butter my beef. Hashtag tame the beef. Hashtag chat butters Dave's beef. Hashtag Frank's tiny beef. Hashtag beef quake. There's a theme here. Hashtag beef point. This is terrible. Hashtag beef point paradox. I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, Hashtag Dave created a monster is one. And uh, I want to make sure I read that. Hashtag Raiders of the Lost Beef. Okay. Now, hashtag Ray ships his suit. Hashtag salmon every day. Hashtag Dave likes death and hashtag microwave rider. I, I I'm putting my vote towards microwave rider. I'm putting my <laughs> I like microwave rider myself. In a world where we're not gonna quadruple down on the beef. Oh, oh let's move uh, away from the beef. Then, uh, yes, I gotta oh, give it to microwave rider. It, 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 it's a double double. So <laughs> sorry. So microwave rider, uh do you know who, who put that down? Uh microwave rider, I think if you don't, it's yeah. okay. Well, why don't you contact me at, at MRDaveChild. Just DM me or go to DaveChild.com and send me a message through there. doesn't matter. I'll let you know. And if you're watching this not live, send me some hashtags at MRDaveChild. I'll choose the one I like best on, let's say, Friday. Ooh. And on Friday... Or Thursday. <laughs> Let's say Friday. Friday, I'm going to choose the one I like best. You, then you can DM me your address, and I'll send you this extra one that I have. Look at that. I know. And do we have time for these iTunes reviews? No. Or, or can we just thank everyone <laughs> yes. that did them? Yeah. I think thank you, everyone, for the iTunes reviews. Please keep them coming. They were, they were so nice, and you've kept Lex Michael yeah. alive and well. I know. Here. It's, it's like, thank you to Best Hype Man Ever. You've left us so many good reviews. Give Alex for Real Ratchet. Oh, uh, let's see. We'll do the food for Lex uh, from Ruth Ann Cruz here. First of all, here's five stars for Lex so he can make it through this week. But seriously, I love this show and after show. I always wish I could watch it live, but it's just too late for the East Coast girl, especially now that y'all are doing the hashtags and Dave's doodles. Oh, this panel is so much fun, and I always learn that things about the comics since I don't read them. Keep up the good work. I listen every week. Aww. And also a special thank you to Quinjano89 for the lovely John Constantine drinking game uh, comment here. And ebarner 7 and Love Struck Fool. I think I got everybody. I'm sorry we couldn't read all of yours on the air. If you watch Comic Book Exchange and you guys show up in there, we will read your reviews on yeah, that right. show. Uh, even though we don't have time to read them, yeah. they are, as Dave was saying, very much appreciated. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, Indeed. for taking the time out to write mm-hmm. that down. Yes, thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this season of Legends of Tomorrow. But no fear, 
even though it's going to be a long hiatus, we're all going to be back for season three. Mm-hmm. We're not going anywhere. Right. So this team is going to reunite when the Legends reunite back later this fall. Uh, in the meantime, though, the fun's just getting started. If you want to get in touch with us even after the show is over, Lex Michael, where can they find you? I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. And if you're a fan of DC on the CW on ABTV, not all of these shows are done for the season. There's going to be a little That's bit true. of a hiatus. Mm-hmm. And next month, all the other shows are coming back. So we're going to be talking about Supergirl on Monday nights and Arrow on Wednesday nights. I do that with Lucretia sometimes. sometimes. It's mm-hmm. great. Come nerd out with us. We love you. Mwah. All right. Hey, guys. I'm Lucretia Lyons. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And the show, The Comic Book Exchange, which features three of us. And Dave might join us Maybe. for a special episode. <laughs> um, it's on Book Circle Online Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Tomorrow we are talking about Batgirl and all the Batgirl. news to do with that. Nice. Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, I'm Dave Child. Uh, listen, I'm going to be on the Doctor Who after show uh, on Sundays. I'm also going to be on the iZombie one at this time on Tuesdays. So if you miss me, catch me there. I don't think I'm going to be with these lovely folks, so it's not going to be as good. But I will be there. And also go to DaveChild.com to see other things that I do, comedy and dance-wise and music <laughs> videos and all that shazam. Um <laughs> And uh, at MR Dave Child, all that, I'm Dave Child. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Frank Moran, folks. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. We'll try to find some way to get the four of us or the majority of us all together on some other panel or something between now and the fall so you guys can still enjoy all the weird stuff that we do. Yeah. This is my, my, my favorite panel of all time, so. I, uh, I'm going to miss you guys. Oh, oh shut up. You see me every week, Frank. Neil, thanks for everything, buddy. Neil. Uh, yes. Neil. Neil. Uh, we'll see you back here next season for another hot season of Legends Tomorrow right here on AfterBuzz TV. Hot season. Hot, hot season. season. Hot. Speed off, everybody. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Eat your The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.